The 13 Principles of Jewish Faith. Okay, I've wanted to do this episode for a long time now, for a number of years, and uh, it's not so quite entertaining, but it's important information, I think, and so I'm finally going get to get it out there, so here it goes. There are three different pages of, of sources. This verse is from, well, we'll hear. The 13 Principles of Jewish Faith. The great codifier of Jewish law and Jewish philosophy, Rabbi Moshe ben Maimon, Maimonides, also known as the Rambam, complied with what he considers as the Shlosha Asar Akarim, the 13 fundamental principles of the Jewish faith as derived from the Torah. Maimonides referred to these 13 principles of faith as in quote, the fundamental truths of our religion and its very foundations. The 13 principles of Jewish faith, as recorded in Maimonides' introduction to Perak Shelech, are as follows. 1. Belief in the existence of the Creator, who is perfect in every manner who is perfect in every manner of existence and is the primary cause of all that exists. 2. The belief in God's absolute and unparalleled unparalleled unity. Number 3. The belief in God's non-corporate corporality, nor that he nor that he will be affected by any physical occurrences such as movement or rest or dwelling. Okay, so for number three, this whole part about God's, God's non-corporality or not be affected by any physical occurrences means that God cannot be in physical form. Therefore, Jesus is not God because the God of the 13 principles has no form, has no pres- has no physical, like human-like type way at all, in no, one, in no sh- way, shape, or form. Number four, the belief in God's eternity. Number five, the imperil of worship, the imperative to worship God exclusively and no foreign false gods. Number six, the belief that God communicates with man through prophecy. Number seven, the belief in the primary. Number seven, the belief in the primacy of the prophecy of Moses, our teacher. Number eight, the belief that the number eight, the, the belief in the divine origin of the Torah. So in eight, the Torah is of the d- d- divine origin, which is very, very um, important. And well, it's all important, but yeah, you get the yeah, you'll see. Number nine, the belief in the belief in the immutability of the Torah. I'll get to that more of those more details about all these in a bit. Number ten. Number 10, the the belief in God's omniscience omniscience and providence. Cannot pronounce those words. Number 11, the belief in divine divine reward and retribution. Number Number 12, the belief in the arrival of the Messiah and the Messianic era. And number 13, the belief in the resurrection of the dead, which we'll get into more in just a bit. It is customary of many congre- congregations to recite the 13 articles, the 13 articles or the 13 principles in a slightly more poetic form. Beginning with the words Ani Ma'amim, I believe, every day after the morning prayers in the service.
All right, and that was all from Chabad there. That was Chabad. Now, on these two other web page of sources, we're going to go even deeper into the detail about all of these. So, so let's go. Let's go. All right. This is from an educational like one site, okay? So, Maimonides, 13 Principles of Jewish Faith. Maimonides, also known as Rabbi Moshe ben Maimon or Rambam, compiled and composed of the 13 Principles of Jewish Faith. He is often compared in greatness to Moses and towers above his peers among, media, among medieval Jewish thinkers and leaders. The 13 principles of faith are included in every Jewish prayer book and are recited as a liturgical hymn at the conclusion of a Friday or festival service. This recitation is known as the Yigdal and embodies Jewish fundamental pillars of trans, tra, traditional belief. The Yigdal, this is all in the Yigdal prayer. Um, you can catch me doing Yigdal in some um, episodes from before 2023. Uh, just look for where I did Jewish prayer songs. You'll see me do Yigdal once or twice. All right, principle one. I believe by complete faith that the Creator, blessed be His name, is the creator and guide of guide for all created beings. He alone made, makes, and will make all that is created. Principle two, I, be, I believe by complete faith that the creator, blessed be his name, is a unity, and there is no union in any way like him. He alone is our God, and who was, who was, who is, and who will be. Principle three, I believe by complete faith that the Creator, blessed be His name, is not a body, is not affected by physical matter, and nothing whatsoever can compare to Him or be compared with Him. And thus, by what all that states right there, couldn't be Jesus, couldn't be a physical form. Principle 4. I believe by complete faith that the Creator, blessed be His name, is the first and the last. Principle 5. I believe by complete faith that the Creator, blessed be His name, to Him alone is it fitting to make a prayer, and to another prayer shall not be made. Principle 6. I believe by complete faith that all the words of the prophets are true. Principle 7. I believe by complete faith that the prophecy of Moses, our teacher, May peace be, may peace rest upon him was true and he is, he was the father of all prophets that preceded him as well as all that came after him. Principle 8, I believe by complete faith that the whole Torah now found in our hands was the exact same one given to Moses. May peace rest upon him. Principle 9, I believe by complete faith that this is the Torah that this is the Torah, and it shall not be changed, or it shall not be replaced with another from the Creator, blessed be His name. Meaning the Torah can't be changed, altered, or uh, moved around in any way. Principle 10, I believe by complete faith that the Creator, blessed be His name, knows every action done by each human being, each human being, as well as all of their thoughts, as it is said. 
It is he who that fashions the hearts. It is he that fashions their hearts together and ponders all their deeds. Principle 11, I believe by complete faith that the Creator, blessed be his name, rewards all who keeps his commandments and punishes all who transgress his commands. Commandments. Principle 12, I believe by complete faith that in the coming of the Messiah, the Mashiach, and even though he tarry in waiting, in spite of that, I will still wait expectantly for him each day that he would, would come. And principle 13, I believe by complete faith that there will be a resurrection of the dead at the time that will be pleasing before the Creator, blessed be His name, and the remembrance of Him will be exalted forever and for all eternity. These 13 principles of faith form the foundation for ancient Jewish belief. And now for the third and final webpage of Source Notes to describe to everyone. Who dares to, who, 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 who decides to listen to this, what the 13 principles are of Jewish faith. So let's get in now to the third piece of source notes. The 13 principles of Jewish faith. Written in the 12th century by Rabbi Moshe ben Maimon, Maimon, also known as Maimonides or Ramban, the 13 principles of Jewish faith, Shalosha, Asar, Karim, are considered the fundamental truths of our religion and its very foundations. The treatise is also known as the 13 attributes of faith or the 13 creeds. The principles. Written as part of the, ra- of the rabbi's commentary on the Mishnah in Sanhedrin 10, these are the 13 principles that are considered core to Judaism and speci- specifically within the Orthodox community. Number one, the belief in the existence of God, of the God, the cre- of God the Creator. Number two, the belief in God's absolute and unparalleled, unparalleled unity. Number three, the belief that God is incorpor- incorporeal. God will not be affected by any physical occurrences such as movement, rest, or dwelling. So for number three, again, that means Jesus just can't be it. Number four, the belief that God is eternal. Number five, the imperative to worship God and no false gods. All prayers should be directed only to God. Number six, the belief that God communicates with man through prophecy and that this prophecy is true. Number seven, the belief in the primacy of the prophecy of Moses, our teacher. Number eight, the belief in the divine origin of the Torah, both the written and the oral, Talmud. Number nine, the belief in the immutability of the Torah, and it's, you know, I think believe also it's divinity there. Number ten, the belief in God's omniscience and providence, that God knows the thoughts and deeds of every human being, every man and woman. Number eleven, the belief in divine reward and retribution. Number twelve, the belief in the arrival of the Messiah and the Mashiach and the Messianic era. And the belief, number thirteen, finally, the lastly, rather, the belief in the resurrection of the dead. The 13 principles conclude with the following. 
When all these foundations are perfectly understood and believed by a person, he enters the community of Israel, and one is obligated to love and pity him. But if a man doubts any of these foundations, he leaves the community of Israel, denies the fundamentals, and is called a sectarian, apicorus. One one is required to hate him and destroy him. According to Maimonides, anyone who does not believe in these 13 principles and live a life accordingly was and live a life accordingly was to be cleared a heretic, heretic and loses their portion in Olam Haba, the world to come. Controversy. Although Maimonides based these principles on Timonic sources, they were considered controversial when first proposed. According to Menachem Kellner in Dogma in Medieval Jewish Thought, these principles were ignored for much of the medieval period thanks to criticism by Rabbi Hastai Karesna and Rabbi Joseph Albo for minimizing the requirement for the acceptance of the whole of the Torah and the 613 commandment meets vote. Uh, principle five. I'm going to skip that paragraph. All right. Third paragraph of that, though. Furthermore, the principles regarding the Messiah and the resurrection are not, not, are not wildly accepted, are not wildly accepted by conservative and reformed Judaism. Well, especially reform and reconstructionist. By reform, uh, reform and reconstructionist Judaism. And there are tend to, and these tend to be two of the most difficult principles for many to grasp. By and large, outside of orthodoxy, these principles are viewed as suggestions, like the ten, like the ten commandments, the ten suggestions. Uh, these principles are used as, as suggestions or option, options, options, options for leading a Jewish life. I'm gonna skip that about the other religions. Aside from living a life according to these thirteen principles, many congregations recite these in a poetic format, beginning with the words "I believe," "Ani ma'am," "I believe," "Ani ma'amim," "Ani ma'amim." Every day after the morning services in synagogue, also the poetic yigdal, yigdal, which is based on the thirteen principles, is sung on Friday nights after the conclusion of the Sabbath service. It was composed by. Daniel ben Judah Dayan and completed in 1404. I'll just do a line or two for you so you know I've done it before uh, in previous years of episodes for the podcast. It goes... That's just the first few words, but yeah, I could do the whole thing all over again. Let me know if let me know let me know if you if you if you if let me know if you ever want me to do Yigdal again for the podcast and I can get a short little Yigdal song episode out for you. Or maybe I'll just do it in the near future because yeah, why not? Summing up Judaism. I think that's yeah, that's gonna summing up Judaism here will be the last paragraph. Yeah, let's see, last paragraph. Alright, here we go. After the part about Yigdal and who made who wrote Yigdal, it's time for summing up Judaism. There is a story in the Talmud that is there is a story in the Talmud that is often told when someone is asked to summarize the summarize the essence of Judaism. During the first century before Common Era, BCE, not BC, not AD, not BC, not AD. During the first century BCE, BCE, before the Common Era. And common era, no, 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 no BC and no AD. 
All right, Jeopardy. All right, martial arts tests. During the first first century BCE, before the Common Era, the great sage Hillel was was asked to sum up Judaism while standing on one foot. He replied, "Certainly, what is hateful to you, do not do to your neighbor. That is the Torah. The rest is commentary. Now go." And study Talmud Shabbat 31a. Hence, at its core, Judaism is concerned with the with the well-being of humanity through the particulars of every every Jew's in the, the um, so, um Judaism, Judaism Judaism is concerned with the well-being of humanity though the particulars of every Jew's individual belief system is the commentary. Now, for the parts where it talks about the mess, the Messiah and messia, messia, Messianic error in number 12, um, it's supposed to come by the Hebrew year 6000. We are currently in 50, 5783. Yeah, we're currently now in the Jewish year of, Jewish Hebrew year of 5783. By the Jewish year 6000, the Messiah is supposed to come by then. So, to translate that to English dates, that means somewhere it has to come by 2000, 2039 or 2040. Uh, 2238, 2238, 2238, or 2,241. One of those years around there would be when the year 6000 is. But the way things are going now in the 2020s, I don't really think that, um, that the messia- this messianic thing would come, uh, in, in either the 2020s or the 2030s because the world is really going downhill for for many, for many, many, many different reasons. So that's the part I want to say about the Messiah on 12. And then I want to make, make a little point now, uh, highlight on the resurrection of the dead. The reform and the reconstructionists don't believe that, but I believe in the resurrection of the dead because God can do anything. God can bring dead people to life. I guess you could think it in terms in the fictional world with zombies or whatever zombies are, but we're not exactly a zombie where we were human that lived that died and that could come back again uh with god making the resurrection of the dead happen hopefully coming out of the um grave grave site won't be too painful or too i don't know but 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 the idea is the thing is is that god can do anything and these are very very specific instructions we were given here with these 13 principal attributes and uh I, I guess I would assume that a lot of liberals would not, some liberal Democratic Jews may not believe in these, which is unfortunate, because uh, yeah, like I said, God, God knows all, God does all, God can bring think people to the, alive, alive from the dead, and it's all that kind of stuff. And um, yeah, if, uh, I am not the right person to ask questions about this. I just want to get out the three post, three pages to just get this out there to finally be an episode in and of itself. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm think consult, consult Orthodox rabbis to get a better idea, a better definition about what all this really means. I'm just a lay person. I'm just a regular old Joe Schmo that just want to get this episode out there, uh, as education. Cause not all episodes can be entertaining. Some have to be about life and education and things of that sort of the matter. So at that at this point now i'm gonna conclude my talk here 
of the descriptions and details of the 13 principles of Jewish faith. And yeah, that's all for now. I will see you in some more entertaining and fun podcasts and videos. Hopefully, just when the time is right. Um, and yeah, we'll see you soon to, uh, to talk and have conversations and get other songs going. So thank you if you made it this far and I will see you on the other side of the road and the other side of the bridge. Everybody dance and have a good time. One more time. Every, this is, this is the 13 principles of Jewish faith and Everybody dance and have a good time. This is Millennial Man Motions Entertainment, LLC, signing out.